That's lovely, isn't it? Thank you, Steph. Yeah, why not? A bit of applause. That was, that was very nice being introduced by my wife. That was lovely. <laughs> um, here we are. Hey, Denise, good to see you. Hi, how are you? All right, how are you All doing? Right. Good. Yeah, Lovely is, to have you with us. It's good to be together. We've got, as you can see, we have this thing here. Otherwise, we'd have to be two metres apart, and this stage here is not big enough for that. So, uh, hello through <laughs> the perspex. Right. So, it's good to be together. Jenna, what on earth can we expect this morning? What's so, happening? I'm so excited for this. Um, we're going to have a Q&A session. As you know, we've been doing the Stand Strong series. Um, I think we've had eight weeks um, mm. of brilliant teaching. So, we thought it would just be a great opportunity. Um, as I said earlier, you know, we love questions in this church. Uh, it's good to ask questions. So, I know some of you have been emailing questions in throughout the series already. Uh, which is great. We're going to attempt to answer some of those. And then if you have any this morning that come up, we would love for you to type your questions into YouTube, if that's where you're watching, or on the Church Online forum. And we will get through as many as we can. Um, obviously, we've only got about half an hour or so. So please don't be offended if we don't get to your question. It wasn't that it wasn't a good one. It's just that we have so many to get through. Um, but yeah, keep asking those questions. You know, if we don't get to your question, as we said before, connect groups are a great way to explore questions, yeah. um, get some answers. And Alpha as well. If you're a new Christian, you've got loads of questions. And we'll have a new Alpha course starting later in the year. So look out for that. Um, but yeah, Denise, thank you for joining us. Obviously, we've got Mark here. Um, Mark, at the beginning of the, of, this, uh, of the talk series, you talked about kind of reasons why you felt the Lord was um, wanted to lead us into this mm. series, why it was important that we were learning about the armour of God. Can you just yeah. remind us a bit about what that was, why you felt led to do this course? Yeah, I, um, you know, as we were as I was talking to many people and just seeking the Lord, I really had this sense that as, we, as we're coming out of lockdown, as we're heading into some level of normality, it's almost as if the kind of adrenaline that's been keeping us going for so long started to ebb away. And this sense of nervousness, anxiety, the battle scars, I just had a sense from the Lord that he really wanted us to go deep and, and understand two things. Number one, that you know, we are in a spiritual battle. You know, I think as Christians, we can sometimes, with the greatest respect, I say this, be a little bit naive. You know, we, 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 we see what we see and we think that's it. But the reality is there's so much that happens that we don't see. And I think it's worth a reminder as Christians to say, this journey that we're on, this, this walk of faith, this is, is a battle, a spiritual battle. And we feel that, mm. don't we? We feel that when we feel the oppression and all that stuff. So A, I, want, I felt the Lord say, listen, let's all get on the same page. But B, good news, Jesus has already won the day. You know, the victory is his and we can walk in that. And there are some practical things that if we, that we get into the word, we can find that the armour of God is there to protect us. Mm. And that was really the sense of what I felt the Holy Spirit lead us into. And I've just been so encouraged just hearing the testimonies week on week and, and comments in, in, you know, in the chat. This has really resonated with lots of people. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it, you know, it's really um, impacted people in a big mm. way. And especially because I think you, we often read that verse, don't we, like the, the section of verses, and quite don't often look at each bit individually. Yeah. So I've really got loads out of that. Um, and Denise, you did um, a great talk on the sandals of the gospel of peace. Um, so... Mm. What does that look like for you? Obviously, you shared a little bit during your talk, but if you could just unpack that a bit more, like what does that look like for you on a daily basis? Yeah, sure. I think just before I say, when I got um, that subject, I actually thought I got the short straw because <laughs> no. all my Christian life, I'll be honest with you, all my Christian life, I never really thought about the sandals. Right. Think about, you know, the breastplate, 
salvation, but I never think about shoes. And then to think, how is that a part of the armour to protect me? Mm. And it does, because um, spreading the gospel of peace before you spread it, you've got to believe it yourself and you've mm. got to take it on yourself. And the gospel is so powerful because not only does it um, change you, it saves you, restores you, but it also, dis- you know, it's a destruction, it's destruction of the enemy, the gospel. Yeah. So it's so powerful. It's a double-edged weapon. And um, sorry, I've just forgotten your question now. I've just been <laughs> going okay. on no. about that. That's good. Yes. Yeah, so in terms of, I mean, I love um, Paul's description um, about the shoes. And, you know, Roman shoes had spikes. So when you have the gospel, you are rooted in the ground. You're not going back. It changes you. The gospel mm. changes you. And then it changes others as well when you spread it. So... Yeah, I love that. And what I loved about your talk, Denise, well, there's lots of things I loved about your talk, but you gave the example of your daughter, and I think going out, yes. and the, the need, to, I think it was raining, was that right? Absolutely. And the she, need yeah. for the right footwear. That's right. She should have worn trainers. She wore flat Peppa Pig boots, and Big she fan didn't of get Peppa anywhere. Pig, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's so true, isn't it? We need the right footwear for this walk. Yes, and absolutely. Really, really powerful. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so in your life either of you, um, are there any areas where maybe you find it more difficult to put on, like, do you find it easier to put on certain pieces of armour mm. than others? And if so, which ones and why? <sighs> That's a good one. I will say the one that I struggle with the most. Um, I was thinking about that uh, this morning. Mm. I was thinking, is it the belt of truth or is it the shield of faith? Um, I think it's the shield of faith, but the belt of truth is affected because the enemy attacks us with his lies. Yeah, yeah. And um, I can be bamboozled by his lies when it comes to a certain area, which is who I am, my identity. You mm. see, our value is in Christ. Yeah. And it's so easy to put your value in things, you know, like your successes or your weakness. And he will come with a lie and I'm bamboozled and I'm just... I need to have that faith to know what God, who I am in Christ. That is what is going to keep me firm. Um, recently, in fact, um, weeks after my, my talk, I got a call from um, my daughter's head teacher. So during Easter, I was preparing for the talk. And she called me up to say that um, I hadn't um, written in my daughter's reading record during Easter. And she said, we just wanted to know, is everything all right at home because you haven't done that? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> um, I mean, she, she, I thought, what? You mean you have to call me up for this? But what it did is that it opened up a, a, a door and, like, even Danny right now, he, you know, he could, he could stand up and say, yeah, Denise, I got text messages from Denise. Because, because she asked that, I started to wonder what they thought of me because I hadn't... I failed to write in the reading record. And she asked, is everything all right at home? And then I started to listen to the lies from the enemy that look at that, they're questioning if everything is all right. Mm. They don't like you. They think you're a bad mum. You've done a really bad job during <clears throat> lockdown. And then once that got open, everything else, it's like I was just being attacked by the enemy from... See, people don't like you. You're not a good person. Look what you do. And I was just literally wow. plagued by all of these lies. 
And all I needed to do is put my value in God because mm. it doesn't matter. I'm a, I'm a work in progress. I make mistakes. <laughs> I'm not the perfect mum. I'm not the perfect wife. But do you know what? It's, it's my value is in, in Jesus. Mm. And so I think the faith, having the faith to just protect you from the lies of the enemy, mm. for me, is something that I struggle with. I think I drop it down. Yeah. And allow these lies to come <laughs> to me. <laughs> but that's wow. it. No, that's a good one. I mean... Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's, the, it, well, there's a few actually, but <laughs> the gospel of, the sandals of the gospel of peace. Like, I mean, yeah. I think for me, the, the know, knowing that I'm, I'm saved and I'm his and not by works, but by grace, like that yeah. is so rooted in me. So I, I have that peace, but you know what it is for me? It's actually spreading the gospel. And you might be all surprised at this. But hold on, Mark, you're a pastor. That should come easy to you. No, it doesn't. It comes easy to me when I'm speaking to hundreds of people, yeah. but it comes difficult to me when I'm talking to one person. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's, you know, you'll be speaking to someone and you'll, you'll, you'll pray, Lord, give me an opportunity. Um, and there'll be some context where it becomes obvious and you, mm. there's a real, if you like, in to say, well, you know, this is what God says. And, God's a God of peace and this and the other. But there are other moments where you're just having a casual conversation with someone. Like we had decorators recently. And I'm like, like how do I say, would you like a cup of tea? And by the way, can I talk to you about Jesus? You know? yeah. and, I'm, I'm, and for me, I find that difficult. I think part of it is they're going to think I'm a loony. And this is weird because I know I'm a pastor. So you would have think. So yeah, for me, that's something that I know I'm work, work in progress. I like that. I struggle with that too. Yeah. My husband, he has no problem in telling people about Christ. We were at our neighbor's house the other day and he yeah. was just talking about God and I was looking at him going, shh. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna offend them, stop. Yeah. Leave it, just leave it, you know? And I'm thinking that is terrible that I think <laughs> that. I'm telling you, be quiet. It's so true though, <laughs> what you said about that word offend. Like we do worry, I know yeah. I do the same. I worry that I'm gonna offend somebody by sharing yeah. what I believe yeah. and, and yet so desperately want them to believe, but yet yeah. worry that I'm gonna offend them by saying, you know, certain words. I think that's yeah. it. And I've, I've been really challenged recently, which is like when Jesus comes again, and he will, yeah. And we're all at the judgment seat of Christ, you know, and, you know, and there'll be people that will look at me maybe and say, Mark, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. Mm. It's like, <laughs> that's the offence. It's yeah. like, you know, if you go to the doctors and the doctor knows that you've got a serious condition, yeah. it's love for the doctor to say, you know what, you've got a serious condition. Absolutely. But there's a solution. Yes. And imagine if... The doctor held that back. How would yeah. you feel about that doctor? Exactly. When you're on your deathbed. So for me, that is the internal dialogue I have, which is, Mark, get over yourself. Yeah. Who cares if they're offended? You've got the medicine, if you like, to use exactly. that analogy. And that's something I think I'm growing in and something I'm trying to process yeah. to give me that, that courage and say, there are eternal souls on the line, Mark. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think it's an important thing for all of us to recognise that. You know? Absolutely. I was yeah. going to say, it sort of leads on to the next question. In this season, then, do you think that that is probably the greatest challenge for us as Christians to stand strong? One of them is to be ready to share. I suppose there's lots of different things, but what do you think is the greatest challenge for us collectively? Yeah, good question. <laughs> You've had enough? Um, I obviously don't hear me <laughs> Should I grab that? Okay. Um, I think probably a couple of things. I think that I find in my personal walk that when the going gets tough, I press into Jesus more. Like that's, you know, those valley experiences is typically where we grow the most. And I think that, you know, those mountaintop experiences are fantastic, aren't they? 
But you don't necessarily grow in that place. You grow more in those deep valleys. And I think as we come out of these deep valleys, and hearing so many testimonies of people saying, I've just got so much closer to the Lord, I'm diving in. The danger as Christians is we come into the good, good mountaintop and we kind of drift away and forget Jesus, you know. And, and so I think the biggest challenge is we head down this path is not forgetting Jesus. Mm. It's actually recognising that just because it looks great outside doesn't mean we still don't need to put on the helmet of salvation and the, and the, and the belt of truth. Because the enemy's still operating. He's still prowling around like a roaring lion, as the, as, the, as the Scriptures say. So I think that's one of the things we've just got to be aware of, right? I think the second thing is, yes, in a season where the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, as it says in the, in the Bible, I think we have to, through word and indeed empowered by the Holy Spirit, you know, seeing healings and praying for someone that's, got, that's sick or has issues. I think we, this is the season. People are so receptive, aren't they? Mm. You know, they want to hear. They know that the world is not right. How many times have you spoken to people that, you know, don't believe in Jesus or necessarily God and say, man, this world's messed up. And you go, yeah, quite frankly, it is. And this is why, you know. So I think for me, those are the two things that we've got to be aware of as we stand strong. I think for me, standing strong means standing in God. It's so easy to stand in your own power, mm. to stand in your own thinking what you see as true and standing in God, standing in faith, um, doing nothing as well. When I mean doing nothing, not operating in what you think you need to do um, and also looking at what you can't do. Just look at what God can do and God will do. Mm. And how do you think we can do that? Um, by the way, you guys send your questions in because we will just keep going, but we want to yeah. answer your questions as well. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. How do you think we could do that practically in terms of... Because there's so much to remember sometimes being a Christian. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, got to remember to do these different things and also just, you know, get on with whatever needs doing. How do you think practically we, it can, we can sort of remind ourselves to put this armour on, mm. like day to day or weekly or whatever it might be? Because um, we need to be prepared mm. before we get to this, you yeah. know, every day before. It's about being prepared, isn't it? Yeah. So how, yeah, how can we be prepared practically? Mm, good question. Well, um, I think... Looking at each piece of armour and what it represents, where it's going. For example, um, the breastplate uh, of righteousness, it's such a big part um, of the, of the armour. It's a big piece of armour. Um, that is to cover your heart. Mm. Many of us feel rejected. We mm. feel that pain here. And just to think, just to know that it's, it's Christ, it's his righteousness that covers us. And so maybe think about that and think about what that what is actually doing to your to your that part of your body you know the helmet of salvation salvation will protect your minds so mm-hmm. maybe at times you're going to question if you're saved but that salvation that bit you know that that helmet is going to when you feel those knocks from the enemy that helmet is going to protect your mind um, i think just looking at what <clears throat> the armor represents mm-hmm. um, and spending time with christ Spend mm. time with God on a daily basis, That's getting it. to know him, know he's for you, mm. and walk in that. Let, let's walk and see how he is for you and what he's doing in your life. So mm. that's, that's what good. I think. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I think <clears throat> the word of God, you know, what did Jesus yeah. say? Man does not live on bread alone, but the very mm-hmm. word of God. And I think mm-hmm. that 
sometimes, and I said this a few weeks ago in one of the talks, you know, that as Christians we're so malnutritioned because mm. <laughs> the food is there and yet we kind of leave it in the cupboard and we wonder why we get weak. And, you know, this is not to bash people. Hey, I, I struggle. But it is to say that as we meditate on God's word, we've got to recognize that as the Holy Spirit breathes this word, it bears fruit in our lives. Mm. Yeah. It's like the analogy um, of if you've got a sieve that's really dirty, right? And, you know, it doesn't, you might feel like it doesn't, you don't hold the word, but if you put that sieve under the tap, what happens? It gets clean. And it's the same as we read the word. We might not feel like we, we remember everything, but actually what the Holy Spirit does as we read it is it bears fruit and it cleanses us. And, um, and so I think getting to the word's important because what that then leads to is Denise's point, which is as we walk our relationship with Jesus, a lot of this stuff just happens. Mm. And in my mind, you know, so in the early days, I was more deliberate on saying, right, let's get this belt on. Um, and that's a, good, that's a good place. But as you walk with the Lord, and as you spend time with him and give him your first fruits in the morning and get in the word, you find that the belt's getting put on also, also mm. automatically because it's an outworking of your relationship with Jesus, like you said, Denise. Yeah. So, you know, don't come at it from... Okay, it's a list of 15 things. Now I've got 25 things. Come at it as, wow, this is amazing because the fruit of my relationship with Jesus yeah. as I walk with him yeah. means that it's easier to put on this armour. That's, That's good, really yeah. good. And yeah. I suppose, likewise, as you spend time in the Word, as you spend time praying, God sometimes reveals things to you where you haven't put on yeah, that certain piece of armour yes. and then maybe... That's maybe why you why you reacted in that way, Absolutely. or why you were hurt particularly badly in that instance. Let's work on putting that piece on together. Yes. Yeah, and that's a good point because you know being aware of the Holy Spirit's promptings. We looked at it last yeah. week on prayer, you know, and I looked at one of the things we can learn from Paul. He said at the end of uh, Ephesians so six, and I think it's verse eighteen or seventeen. He said, you know, always be praying and in the Spirit, and that. That doesn't mean speaking in tongues. Yes, we do speak in tongues. It's one of the gifts of the Spirit. But it means to be prompted and led by the Spirit of God. Yeah. And I think when we walk this walk, we need to be aware that the Holy Spirit, we sang about it earlier, is there to guide us into all truth, yes. as yeah. the Scriptures say. Mm. And so being aware of his presence, being aware of the Holy Spirit, and responding to, oh, why does my heart feel like that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why have I been wounded? Mm. Oh, why, yeah. why do I feel like this, that, and the other? I think to your point, Jenna, is the prompting for us to say, well, I need to put that armour on, you know, or it's not on at the moment. Yeah, that's really good. And talking about truth, there was a question that's come in to say, um, the question is, what are some of the false truths that are being served by the present culture that we need to maybe tighten our belt of truth Ooh, around? What a great question. Good question. You can fight over that between you. You go, Denise. <laughs> no, like, that's a great... I'll follow after you. <laughs> um, ooh, let's think about that one for yeah, a moment. I mean, I think that... The, the, the first one is that truth is relative. Mm. We live in a post-truth world. Like the notion that, it's a great question because the, the narrative of the culture is there is no absolute truth. Mm. Truth is what you make it. You know, it so I think on that basis, I think the first uh, barrier we come up against or narrative that, that, that bombards us is the notion that there isn't an absolute truth when there actually is. Mm. And I think as Christians, that is the... That, that one of those battlefields that the enemy gets us on, which is, well, just because it says that in the Bible doesn't mean it's really true. I mean, if you don't feel that, then it can't be true, surely. So I think that, you know, as Christians, we need to say, you know what, this is God's word. This is his truth. And I will make a decision and a choice to walk in his truth. 
And that is so difficult. Because the notion that there is an absolute truth is something that culture will say is inaccurate. So I think there's that thing. Sorry, uh, just a question off the back of that. So when would you say it, this is me just thinking out loud, Obviously, if you've got a, if you're building a relationship with somebody, like a friendship, yeah. um, and then it, it, this topic comes up and you question, you challenge their idea of truth by saying what we know is true. Yeah. When do you sort of, how much do you risk breaking that relationship that you've been building up, working on yeah. to like Ooh, stand question. your ground of like, no, this is, yeah. you're wrong, basically, you know, not you're wrong, yeah. but this is the truth. You know, it's hard, it's a hard balance, it is. isn't it? I mean, I think it goes back to what we said before about being prompted by the Holy Spirit. I mean, you know, there is, there is an occasion for having those conversations, which is, no, this is what God says. And there's mm. occasions for saying, let me listen and hear what you're saying. Mm. And, I, and I think the reality is, as you listen, building a life on a relative truth or a movable truth will always result in a life that's not full of peace. Mm. You don't have to go too far in that conversation to get that someone realises that actually, while that may be their truth, that truth is relative, that doesn't work for them, actually, if you go mm, deep. Yeah. So I think it's being aware of that and being led by the Holy Spirit yeah. to speak into that need, you know? But then there might be other times saying, well, you know, as a Christian, you know my beliefs if you know them. I believe that God's word is true. And I can see that because the peace that that brings, that surety mm. that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that might resonate with them mm. when someone's looking for mm. peace. Yeah. I think also... Um, it's not our job to convert people. It's the Holy Spirit's job. Mm. And I think we have to be, mm. we have to be truthful, um, but we leave it to him to mm. do the work. People mm. around me, they may, not want, they may not believe what I believe, but they respect that I have a belief and they want me to respect them. I won't affirm, in, affirm them in their belief, but I will say, this is what I believe. And they're like, oh, well, that's great. I work in a place, I work in wellness, and um, they, at this place that I'm working at, they do all sorts of, you know, things. But they've asked me recently to um, do a class, which is like a Sunday service, which is where I'm going to be, I don't even know how I'm going to do this, so please pray for me. But I teach spin, and they want me to do like a church service on the spin bike, which I don't Can even know. Can you breathe how. while you're doing wow, spinning? Awesome. <laughs> I can't breathe. So they want, <laughs> yeah, exactly, so yeah. they, want, they, want, they want gospel music, and I'm wow. going to pray. Wow. And I'm, I'm, it's all about Jesus. I'm not, take, I'm not bringing anything else in. Mm. But they said they would like me to do that. And, but they respect, they respect my belief. They may not believe it, but that's not my job to try no. and convert them. I'm going to stand in my truth and let God do the rest. And so we are in an environment where people are like, yeah, whatever. You know, I have a friend who's really sick and she said, pray for me. I'll try everything, Denise. I'll try it. And I'm just hoping God will just change her life through that, you know, but that's his job. I'm just going to stand and and represent him and let him do the rest. Amen. That's that's so good, you know, Denise. I mean, it reminds me of Paul when he was on Mars Hill and that, you know, he said, listen, you worship and they had an unknown God, you know, yeah. I mean, that's how many gods they had. They had even one called unknown God. But yeah. let me tell you about my God. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think we, and then to your point, it's the Holy Spirit that convicts. Yeah. And we're called to disciple, you know, and yeah. I think that is so good. Let's present yeah. the truth. Yeah. And I think that's another point, isn't it? Because yeah. I think there's sometimes this pressure that once we get into this conversation, we need to either prove ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And or, boy, we better do this right. Yeah. But I think we've got to recognise it's the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Absolutely. And we just have our part to play. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So how many times have you walked away and said, oh, if I need to have said that, or yeah. if, I should, you know, if I didn't say that, then mm-hmm. might, maybe things would have been different. But yeah, it releases that responsibility. It does. Of what's going to happen afterwards, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Giving yes. it back to God. Yeah. And, That's good. Just on that, Jenna, I think as a way of encouragement for people, you know, Paul said, uh, I think it was Corinthians to the letter of the church in Corinth, you know, um, I, I, I sowed it, Apollos, you know, watered it, and the Holy Spirit brings. There is the sense that we sow so many seeds that we won't see, see the fruit of that until we get to the other side of glory, you know? Absolutely. So don't minimize what you've done. Like, you don't need to start the conversation and end with the, the sinner's prayer, to use that phrase, by the end of it. Mm. You know, you're sowing seeds, and, and, and that's going to bear fruit. And we might not see it this side of glory. Mm-hmm. So be encouraged. It could be just one word or one act of kindness mm. that starts sowing a seed. You know, Absolutely. I think that's so important. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, there's another question, similar to kind of what we've been talk- talking about. So we might have covered it, but I don't know if there's anything else to add. Um, how do you tell someone about Jesus when they are a work in progress? Well, the person's a work in progress or the person telling the person that they, were, they are a work in progress? Um, I'm not sure. I think when, when the person you're telling... I, I suppose we all are, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. How do we go about telling someone about Jesus? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I th- to your point, I think we've covered mm. some of this, which is yeah. it's not just in word, it's in deed as well. And some people just need some kindness. Mm. Some people just need some love. We just need to be Jesus' hands and feet and, um, and just listen. And I think the Holy Spirit will guide us, you know. There'll come a point where someone says, so why are you doing this? You know, why, why, why are you different? You know, what's... And, and I think we have to be aware that, that it could take that form. But as, again, as we said again, you know, I think it's, you know, we don't come to condemn. The Holy Spirit will convict, very different. But we come to present the truth as we know it. And I think we just got to trust God on that one. Mm. And, you know, I don't think we go in there all guns blazing, so to speak, and say, hey, sinner, you need to repent, you know? <laughs> I mean, interestingly enough, the word sin is actually a French word, uh, for those who are French. And it means it was for, it used in archery, which meant you missed the target. And I think that's really helpful as we think about talking about sin with people. If we ever get to the point of that, which we're all sinners... Hey, we've all missed the target. If you, mm. if you prefer listening to that language and not hearing the word sin, then fine. Hey, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But we've all missed the target. We're all work in progress. Yeah. But good news, Jesus never missed the target. He was a bullseye, so to speak. Mm. And he died for us. I think, you know, that's you know, just some musings. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> and I suppose it's about, it's about listening as well, isn't yeah. it? It's about listening to people and where they're at and what they need and then offering Jesus as an answer to what they need. And so I think so many times, you know, obviously how we did Alpha for many years and so many times people come, you know, really hungry to know about Jesus and to know about, you know, what, what is this Christianity all about? Um, but a lot of the time it's just, they just want someone to listen to them yeah. and to listen to where they're at. And, you know, lots of people have hurts from like, you know, past experiences with church. And like you said, that word sin can have like a lot mm. of negative sort of feelings brought up for them. And yeah, it's about being real, I suppose, mm. but also not hiding from the truth. It's good. And, and just on that as well, I mean, I, I'm reminded of, of in Acts where, you know, the beggar was asking for, you know, money. And, and what did Peter say? Silver mm. and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you. And mm. I think that's another, I don't want to use the word way, phrase way in, but there's another response, which is, you know, I can't solve that for you. 
you know, I can't solve the conflict you've got or the material challenges you have or, but I tell you what, what I can do mm. is I can introduce you to Jesus and I can okay. pray for you. And I think it can be as simple as that. Yeah. Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to thee. Mm. That's good. And do you think it's, it's, it's okay to sometimes do acts of kindness without ever saying, you know, I'm doing this because God loves you and I want to show mm. you that he loves you too. You know, is it okay yeah, yeah, to just... Question. All the time, yes, definitely. Mm. Without anything in return. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's what I definitely, think. Definitely, yeah. I know I think acts of kindness is so important. Mm. And we don't have to... You don't have to go, let me do this for you. Now let me tell you about this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And hey, they, yeah. might, they, might, they might ask a question or you might feel led of the Holy Spirit to say something. Yes. But as I said, you know, um, um, there's seed sown and we just got to trust God on that and be led by that. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. and be generous. Yeah. So have you guys learned anything about yourself? Oh. I know some of you have touched, you know, you've both touched on this a little bit, but have you t- uh, learned anything about yourself during this series? Have you been, maybe been challenged in a particular way or... Um, Welcome yeah, to the self-disclosure anything. section yeah. of our Q&A. <laughs> It was a start. Please help me. That's a hard question, I know. I think, you want to kick off or shall yeah, I Yeah, I think for a bit, because, yeah, I did disclose a bit before, so I need to think of something fresh. All right, so. all right, okay. <laughs> um, I think the truth is, yeah, I mean, whenever you share a word, mm-hmm. you have to make sure it's, it's a real thing for you, otherwise yeah. you preach with zero power yeah. and without any authenticity. Yeah. And so, you know, as I've been reflecting on my life, I think this is the hardest thing I've ever done because there is no delineation between Mark and my career and, and, and Mark somebody else. That mm. You know, what you see is what you get with me, apologies. Mm. Um, but it means I have to deal with a load of stuff. And for sure, as with every series, this has brought stuff up for me. Mm. Um, I think that um, I've mentioned the gospel of peace. That's been really mm. challenging yeah. about how I share, mm-hmm. share that. I think also... Um, the shield of faith, you know, I talked about mm. faith is the, Hebrews um, chapter 11 or 10, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And uh, we unpacked that quite a bit. Um, and we looked at, you know, what is hope? And I looked at it from the angle of what is the Christian hope? It is that we will be with Jesus for eternity. Mm. And I think that rather than being a challenge, I think that's been medicine to my soul in a year which has been so difficult on a number of fronts. Mm. And I just felt the Lord really minister to me in that. And actually, it really puts things in perspective. Like, if you can look at your life through the lens of eternity, Mm. this is not to minimise the temporal pain that we go through. I'm not saying stop complaining. What I'm Mm. saying is, is that, as Paul said, you know, these trials trials are working for us an eternal glory. The sense that God is working in us and through us at this time mm. and that it won't always be like this. You know, it even says in Romans that the creation groans for the revealing of the sons of man. There is a sense that even creation itself is waiting for Jesus to mm. be revealed. Mm. And for me, that was uh, such good medicine and a challenge to say, Mark, move from that place of temporal lens mm. to a place of eternal vision. Mm. Because in that, you're going to live a life because, you know, when Jesus comes again and we're, and we're raptured up, and by the way, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, uh, last year I did in autumn a series called His Story uh, about end times and biblical prophecy. You know, I want to be caught up being faithful to what God's called me to do. Because you know what? We're here for but a, a vapour, as it says mm. in James. Mm. 
And so that, for me, has been the biggest challenge, which is, don't worry, A, it's not going to be always like this, and B, get going, yeah. I've got this, you know. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. That's good, Mark. Mm. Um, in my talk, I mentioned, and, and a few people messaged me um, about this, I said it's not the event that's the attack, it's the, li it's the lie that comes yeah. with yeah, it. So that good, really good. Yeah, so good, And it really like spoke to me, and I... There's so many things that are happening constantly, mm. but it's the it's the lie. I know I'm sort of talking about what I said before, but it's the lie that comes with it. Things will happen, but we really need to just know God's truth. We need to spend time more in the Word. Yeah. And it's so easy not to because yeah. there's so many distractions. Um, but we really need to, to know the truth. Mm. Know that God will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Just know... Just get some verses in mm. your in your head, so that when when the lies come, you can just go oh, no no yeah. no because this is the truth. Yeah, that's really so. Good. I think um, it's it's the lies really yeah. mm. um, that has, has spoken to me a lot. Well, in terms of that, I really need to be mm. you know I need to be rooted in the truth. Yeah, that spoke to me yeah. a lot actually yeah. when you said that. I hadn't really thought about it from that yeah. angle before. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've got a lot out of that. Because I think as well, it's about knowing ourselves, isn't it, as well? Because mm. the enemy's sneaky. Like, he knows what gets to us the most. And Absolutely. what gets to me more will be different to you. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's about kind of knowing, oh, okay, no, I know that this is a bit of a, yeah. a weakness in me or struggle for Absolutely. me in this area. And yeah. actually, this is, you're going to try and get me here. But actually, I'm not going to stand for it. And we yeah. need to take that time sometimes to reflect, don't we? And Absolutely. work out what it is for us. Yeah, yes. and I think you're right about reflecting because, you know, when these, these lies, the lies will reveal a wound sometimes. Mm -hmm. The reason mm. they land is because there's a pain there that's causing a bit of a landing strip, so to speak. Absolutely. And I think in the response to that, we can either do one of two things. We can either just ignore it and just start... Shouting scripture, and by the way, reading scripture loud is fantastic. Mm. Or we could say, Lord, can, why is it? Why is it? Why is it causing me so much yeah. pain? Like, yeah. like, Lord, what's going on here? And the the Lord is gracious, and say, Holy Spirit, would you just bring to mind anything that needs healing? And we we can go to Him in healing. Mm. And so it's not just a case of those wounds will always stay there. It's a case of when the liars reveal it. Holy Spirit can heal it. Yeah. And I think that's a powerful thing. Like we need to engage in the work of the Holy Spirit in us. And I think that, for me, is um, something that's always top of mind for me, mm. you know. And how can we, this is another question come in, how do you know what the lie is? Because sometimes it isn't as obvious. You know, yeah. it isn't obvious at all sometimes. So how do we take that time just to work out what it is? Yeah. Um, I think, <laughs> okay, recently I got a text message from someone by mistake. They were meant to send it to somebody else. But it revealed some information about something that I... That sounds really saucy now, doesn't it? But anyway, but basically, I got, I got a message by accident, and you know, and it completely crushed my afternoon because I found oh, out something. But it was the lie that I believed about myself mm. about what it is. There was something happening, and I wasn't invited, 
And okay, there's rule of six, so maybe they didn't even want to invite me at all. But I started to believe things about yeah. myself, and that's not true. Mm. And so as I was like, you know, just crying to my husband, I had to think, do you know what? You are believing something about <clears throat> yourself that is not true. And even if it is, well, even if it is something that somebody believes, that's not what, what God says who mm. you are. Mm. So I think you've got to, um, so, so the lies, you've got to know who you are. I think a lot of the lies attack your identity. Yeah. Attack who you are in Christ. Attack your value. Attack your relationship with Christ. Are you connected to him? Mm. Does he really love you? Are you his, his precious child that he absolutely adores? Mm. Do you have any value in Christ? You're just nothing. No, I'm not. In Christ, I'm his, I'm, I'm his you know, I'm, I'm valuable. Mm. I'm his precious jewel. So I think the lies attack your identity yeah. and, and your connection to, to the Father. And it sounds like, I mean, you could identify that in you, but it sounds like you talking or crying to somebody yeah. else, yeah. maybe that, did that help you as well? Was he able to, was your husband able to sort of speak in truth, maybe tell you that, no, that is a lie. Mm. You know, sometimes yeah. if you can't see it yourself, talking to other people who you trust and yeah. love and who know you yeah. can help you to see that it is a lie. Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, that night day we had an argument, so he wasn't really like, oh, why are you wasn't. calling me up? And I was like, oh. and he was like, we haven't been talking for a day, why are you calling me up? But what it did do, it forced me to yeah. actually plug into God because yeah. my husband can't really help me. I have to always go to Christ. Mm. It's so easy sometimes. Yes, we do need support from people, mm. but at the end of the day, we need to go to our Father. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so good. And, you know, interesting, you talked about identity there. I mean, yeah. Chris Lane, our founding pastor, spoke a couple of weeks ago on the Sword of the Spirit and looked at how the enemy attacks our identity, yes. and our purpose, and yeah. security. And I think that that is so true, is we need to get rooted in who we are in Christ Jesus as we yeah. think about the belt of truth, that truth mm. of who, we, who he is, but also yeah. who we are. I think it's so true. And, and oftentimes, I think it's also about not just our identity, but, um, and I know we're veering off slightly from the question, but how we see God. You know, do we see him as a loving heavenly father that we can Mm. run to and Mm. sit on daddy's lap and say, hey, can you help me? Or do we see him as some taskmaster or headmaster that we knew at school once? Or a father, you know, many people grow up with a father that's, you know, absent or is harsh. You know, that does impact how we see God. And I think there is healing in that. And I think we need to just spend time in his presence and just experience who he is and read his word. So I think that's really important. I'm reminded of, um, to answer that question directly, I'm reminded of Genesis 1. And, Mm. you know, I'm reminded of, um, it could have been, sorry, not Genesis 1, it's either, I think it's 3, when, you know, the enemy is uh, lying to Eve and says, did God really say? Yeah. Mm. And I think that's where it becomes so ambiguous, which is the enemy will come at it not directly and say, do this, don't do that. It will be, did God really say? He'll come at a grey area. And, and I think it's worth at that point, you know, it's not always obvious, but you sometimes get a check in the spirit, yeah. don't you? You go, oh, that, there's something that doesn't feel. Now, this is about walking with the spirit. You either ignore it and you just get numb to that prompting over time mm-hmm. if you do that. Or you say, Lord, you know, is there something going on here? Can you help me? Can you shed light on this? Because I don't understand. And then seek out God's truth. Say, Lord, would you show me in your word where yeah. I can get some truth on that? Yeah. Or, you know, um, seek out godly people. Yes. Counsel. Godly counsel yeah. is important. Yes. You know, I, my, one of my um, issues, issues, I've got many issues. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> Steph will tell you I have many. Uh, you're very patient with me, darling, so thank mm. you. Um, but I don't like sharing too much stuff because yeah. I think it's inbuilt pride in me. 
Like if they know that I need, that I need them, they'll think he's less than and somehow can't cope. You know, I mean, one of the things the enemy's got me on, uh, on identity is, well, you're a lousy pastor, Mark. You should have done this, that, and the other. Oh. And, and I think, you know, I've got to share some of those lies with people and say, mm. and so I think all of that to say, don't let pride stop you from going yeah. to godly people yes. and saying, what do you think? Yeah. And can we pray about it together? Yes. And last thing I'll say on it is don't rush on something. I'm an impatient chap. And so I don't often sit on things, but sometimes you have to sit on things mm. and wait until you move forward on something that you feel a piece about. Mm. Mm. Very good. Yeah, yeah, good wisdom there. Um, just aware of the time, I think we've got probably one last question. Wow, which I think we I know, it's gone so quickly. Um, again, I think we've answered this, but um, a question saying, if our spiritual battle is daily as Christians, should we pray the Ephesians 6, 13 to 18 each day to be fully equipped by God? I know we talked about that at the beginning, mm. um, but is there something then that we could be doing daily if yeah. it's you know either reading that scripture or doing other things daily mm. to help us be equipped? I think, <laughs> I think the point here, I think the answer is, is a lot of that is in the question, which is this is a daily thing. I'm absolutely right. Yeah. Like, um, you know, here's an interesting thing. When you take a tree out the soil, the fruits will still live for a, for a while, won't they? It's not like you pull it out and the fruits die. Mm. And I found in my walk that if I stop like, seeking God every day, like every morning and every, every moment of the day, and over time, that becomes a bit barren, right? Initially, you don't think it's a problem because the fruit's still there. I'm still going fine. I'm still experiencing God. But over time, and that's why, and so can I just say, yes, daily. And, I, and I'm a big advocate for first fruits. Like, Jesus got up early. And if, if the Son of God, fully man, fully God, gave his first fruits to the Heavenly Father and sought him at the start of the day, I think a lot of us would have better days if we spent the best portion of our day with God in the morning. Mm. Um, listen, I know people get up at different times. I'm not saying get up at 4 a.m. or 6 a.m. I'm saying, you know, before you get on your phone and before you check out social media and before you get into your emails and before you know it, it's 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, get in with the Lord and start your day rooted on him. And the second thing I would say is, yeah, if praying through Ephesians 6 is a good way to you to do that, because praying through either a verse or some kind of framework, it can be helpful. Mm. But you might find that over time, you don't need to do that, that actually you're praying about truth in a different way. Lord, I pray you reveal more truth to me today. I pray that in this situation, you would show me your truth in that. You're, doing, you're putting the belt of truth on, Yeah. you know? So that's, I guess, some thoughts on that. I hope that's helpful. Yeah, really helpful. It's, it's like a plant, you know. You, if you, uh, after a while, a plant starts to wither and, and yeah. die if you don't water it on a yeah. regular basis. Um, Al and I at the moment, I think it's in Isaiah 58 verse 11, we're really, um, a certain that verse speaking to us, you'll be like a well-watered garden mm. and you have to, you know, a well-watered garden, garden that's going to flourish, it needs to be watered on a regular basis, mm. not like every week yeah, when you and then like live it. off that little bit yeah. of water and just survive, yeah. but to flourish, to apply on a daily basis. Yeah, that's good. Um, the Didn't still interrupt you, but check this out. I literally yeah. just opened my Bible. I'm not even making this oh, up. To Isaiah 58 out. to 11. You have to read it out. I went to open the Bible <laughs> to read Psalm 1, and it opened up on Isaiah 58. And then you said Isaiah 58 verse 11. I'm oh, like, there you go. it's right wow. there. So shall I read it? Please, please. They just love how God works. <laughs> and the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places. 
and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Amen and amen. Amazing. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Denise. So good. Great. Well, what a great place to... uh to end there, I think. I mean, I could go on and on. And there's another question that's just come through. Sorry, we haven't got time to answer that one. Um, but guys, thank you so much for joining us, Denise, and obviously Mark for, ha- Ooh, you know, for answering that. You didn't know what was going to come up <laughs> and you answered it so well. So yeah, lots of nuggets of wisdom there. Well, thank um, you to you, Jenna. Thank you. Oh, that's right. Consummate professional <laughs> yes. there doing the interview. So thank you.